Okay, hey, whoa, I just got a message from Clyde on Discord. He was like, you've been on this call by yourself for a, a little too long. <laughs> Who's Clyde? I don't know. I guess it's, oh my god, he's a bot. It said, it appears you've been by yourself in this call for more than five minutes. Rude, why do they have to call you out like that? Kind of rude, Clyde. I don't, I don't think I appreciate that. <laughs> Feels weird to record two apps back to back because I feel weird doing introductions with you again. But hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, this is our second episode of the day. Um, you guys won't hear that until like two weeks from now because this is episode 18. <laughs> Sick. <Yep. laughs> uh, but I just saw you like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. Uh, in the last 10 minutes, I have eaten curry and it was really, really good. Um, nice. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And that's... I talked to my grandma. That was nice. Yeah. I did not mention the podcast. Can't relate. <laughs> that's not funny. It's too soon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I can't gauge if I'm allowed to laugh at it or not. <laughs> that's terrible. I'm terrible. I'm sorry, mom. She's going to quit. She's going to quit the second episode into being our momager. <laughs> hey, I got my sense of humor from her. So <laughs> Okay, fair. So, fair, fair. So, anything else uh, new in your life? No. Uh, no, this one's, uh, one's going to be a lot. Yeah, my topic is also a lot. But can we talk about Stranger Things for two seconds? <gasps> we'll put timestamps. Oh, We yeah. haven't gotten to talk about this yet. We'll put timestamps. So... You can skip this if you need to. Yeah, this is this is your your warning. Um, I will. There will be spoilers ahead. Yes, I will let you know when it is safe to come back. Mm -hmm. It'll say it in the show notes. We have to do that this time for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm mad. Also, if I'm sorry, if Nancy and Steve don't end up together, I'm I'm quitting. I will not watch this show anymore. I won't. I can't. Jonathan is weird. He weirds me out. I don't like I don't like him. I think the buyers other than freaking Joyce, the buyers boys are useless. Okay? I said what I said. I stand by my Satan statement. I liked it better whenever freaking Will was like kidnapped in the upside down. I hate I hate them. Yeah, my favorite is uh Steven Dustin by far though. Oh, for sure. I'm looking for I'm not I don't want to wait until 2024 for the next season to come out. Really? It's only like a year. It's still not too long. long. Fair, I guess, but not as long as I thought it was going to be. But it's ended so bad. Everything is bad. Everything is on fire. It's not good. I, it's not great. I want to see Miss Wheeler fuck some shit up. Go absolutely I ape shit in the upside down. I need that in my life. <laughs> Nancy had to get it from somewhere. Dude, like you said, it wasn't Mr. Wheeler. It was not. And I want to see Miss Wheeler just go ham. I need that. I need that in my life. Absolutely bonkers. Like, I would lose my mind. Not me having to take, like, one of my anxiety pills to calm down and take a 45-minute break halfway through Literally. the season finale. It was too much. I was so stressed. Oh, but it was I was, so like, 
I was like, they're gonna, this kid's gonna shoot Lucas. He's gonna shoot Lucas. Oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. Wow. Now is not the time. But, but, literally the satanic panic of it all. The satanic panic of it all. Well, here we are again. <laughs> Back with the satanists. It's never a cult in the woods, guys. It's never, never is. Nope. Those kids are just trying to play a game, and save that town that d- doesn't fucking deserve it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Also, your kid and Erica have the same energy. That is true. Yeah, that is true. And I'm honored. Um, it is safe to come back now. Yeah. I have our quarter and I'm ready. Oh, you have our quarter? Yeah, okay, yeah, let's quarter, do this then. Do you want to call it this time? No. That is not tradition. Okay. Okay. I have the quarter. Okay. Flip it. I Heads. don't know where that went. You <laughs> always lose it. <laughs> oh, oh, I found it. 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 It's tails, which means it's me. Ooh, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so strap in. Strap in okay. my eyes. All right, because this one's right. uh, weird and a little gross. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Real, real, uh, okay, so we're going to give this, um, let's see, what was it? Uh, this is a 10 on disturbing. 10 disturbings. Okay. Um, I mm-hmm. would say, like, a solid... 7.5 on the creepies. Okay. And probably a 9 on the weirds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we got a real... Can't be worse than the clown motel last week. Oh, it can. How have you guys been sleeping after you learned about the 7 foot tall clown that could stand at the end of your bed? You guys been sleeping okay? <laughs> Getting a good night's rest? How you doing? Because right? it's, uh, it's about to get real and comfy over here. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> so buckle up. Bring it, bring it back. So we're talking about the... Uh, Jeez. Um, we're talking about the Diet Love Pass incident. Oh, I've heard about this. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's real bad. <laughs> okay, let's do it. It's not, it's not good. It's not. Right. I know that this, this doesn't end well. No. No, it doesn't. No. Okay. So, it is... We're, we're going to take a little little trip to the Siberian mountains. All right. All right. So it's January of 1959, and Igor Dyatlov led nine hikers, seven men, and two women on a hike through the Ural Mountains. Most of the hikers were in their early 20s, um, but they were all incredibly experienced. So we're just, we're going to keep that in our minds. All of them, mm-hmm. very, very experienced. They knew what they were know doing. know what they're doing in the woods. Their yes. number one problem is that they went into the woods for a hike in the first place. Into the Siberian mountains. For why? Ugh, bold. Look, I love a good hike. I also love a good hiking trail. Yeah. I like the well-beaten path, if you and, will. And also, when I say hiking trail, I, I really mean, like, maybe some hills, like... It's a little rocky sometimes, Maybe. but I'm not climbing. No. Not anytime soon. No. Mm-mm. I'm from Texas. We have hills. <laughs> yep. I will not be in a mountain. Okay. Now, here are their names. Uh, I've taken a, a little bit of time to try and make sure I'm pronouncing this as closely as I can. Okay, lay it on me. So, Yuri Doroshenko. Okay. Yuri Krivonoshenko. Krivonoshenko. Igor Dyatlov. Zineda Kolmogorbo, Rustem Slobodin, 
Ludmila Dubinina, okay. Sasha or Semyon Zolotaryov, Alexander Kolovetov, Nikolai Thibault Brignol, and Yuri Yudin, who is the only survivor. Okay. Three Yuris on this trip, yeah? Yeah, three Yuris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That must have been real fun. It was like Yuri 1, 2, and 3. That's what that whole trip was. <laughs> okay. So, they were aiming to make it to Mount Ortorton, which okay. naturally um, translates to don't go there. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the name of the mountain. The name of the mountain is don't go there. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, actually, I want to climb to the top of that. Yeah, so it it seems like it's a little little bit of a mistake to go to a mountain that literally tells you not to go there. I mean, they're literally saying, don't do this. Look, I don't want to blame anyone, um, but it is a little on the nose. The name roughly translates from the language spoken by the Monsi tribe, um, which is the indigenous tribe that lives there. Again... Please listen to the people that have been there for literal centuries. That's, wh- like, why don't we listen to indigenous people when they're like, hey, don't go there. They literally yeah. named the mountain, don't go there. Yeah. Question. Yes. Where are all these people white? It was Russia. So what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you want to you take a stab at that? <laughs> I'm going to say probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, we would not be talking about this on this podcast if they had. Um, so, th- this trip was intended to be one hell of a ski trip, okay? I mean, okay. 350 kilometers, or fucking 217.48 miles. Of skiing? Yeah. They want to hike that, and then they want to ski it. So, they like, the trip was, that was the length of the trip. So I think they're, I think it's like cross-country skiing, like they're like traversing. Oh, they're doing both. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's but still like. Not for me. That, I, that doesn't even sound fun. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like who needs to do that? I, these people. But again, like they were experienced, like I, this was their thing. Like it wasn't a big deal. And just a quick note, as I mentioned before, Yuri Yudin or Yuri Yu, um, it's actually technically Y, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he was the only one to survive um, because he had fallen ill and had to stay behind in a small village while the group mm. moved on. He was supposed to meet them later. But this is important because Yuri put a lot of pieces together um, and kind of helped out with some of the information. So before Igor, who was kind of the leader, so Igor Dyatlov um, was leading these people. So he was the leader of the group. Yeah. Um, their guide. Yes, their guide. And Yuri remembers Igor and one of the villagers having a conversation. And from what it looked like, Yuri said that it looked like Igor was being warned. Mm, that's not ominous at all. So it seems like a little, little bit cryptic. But again, if he had listened, we wouldn't be here. So, so the group took a whole lot of pictures. Um, and mm-hmm. prior to their bodies being found, by just spoiler alert, um, things don't go well. But prior to them being found, everything seemed totally fine. They were following a Mansi trail. Um, all of the photos seemed normal. The diary entries were all in pretty high spirits about the trip. Um, you know, there were mentions of like the trail being difficult and the weather being rough, but that was really just like some normal complaints for I think the Siberian mountains. Yeah, valid. But overall, they seemed pretty happy to be there. Right up until they're, like, 
murdered, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so they even created their own little newspaper. It was called The Evening or Torton, and it documented their journeys. Aww. Yeah, and I do have a couple of pictures of those, um, and we can add them to our socials so you guys can see them, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I would have never thought of that, so I think that's that's pretty neat. Um, but yeah. for all of my cryptid lovers out there and conspiracy lovers, a fun thing to note is that one of the last headlines from this little newspaper, quote unquote, was from now on, we know that the snowmen exist, which could be really just like a cute little thing, uh, but also could be like any list of terrifying cryptids just like walking through the place. Clearly, clearly labeled as somewhere there should not be. Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking cryptids. I'm thinking, like, people that live out there. True. Also. Literally. When was this? 19... This was 59. 1959. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure there's still people that... Indigenous people that lived... Well, the Monsey lived, like, in that area. Like, that... So, the where they're hiking in was Monsey land. Um, but for her to say snowman, it makes me think it's, like, its own... A yeti. I guess. <laughs> and I guess. Whatever. <laughs> So, um, on February 1st, they set up camp at a place called, uh, Dead Mountain. Great. Don't go there in Dead Mountain. That, awesome. Just seems a little on the nose. Love this. Just seems a bit, yeah. Um. Most of your stories do, like, the titles of your places, I'm like, who named these? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they, they camped, um, on the slope of Dead Mountain, um, and unshockingly, the slope of a mountain is a bad place to camp. Yeah, for sure. An avalanche is gonna so happen. Even I know that. Uh, but basically, the slope, like that, the slope is like where all of the colder air sits. Mm. So it's really cold, like colder than usual, which on a Siberian mountain sounds miserable. Um, and it's just not a good place. It is not a good place to set up camp. Um, so it seems okay. like a really odd choice for a group of experienced hikers to make. I mean, have they been, has this guide, like, been here before? Does he regularly sleep in these spots and, like, go to this mountain and stuff? I don't think so. It's weird. So, Yuri did offer some type of explanation for this. Um, mm-hmm. it is, he said that it was possible that they just decided to set up camp there and tough it out because they just didn't want to lose progress, um, and hike back to the yeah. tree line because it was about a mile. Um, mm-hmm. he also said that, like, it might honestly have just been, like, Igor seeing if he could, like, tough it out. Mm. So, there's nine other people with you though why are you trying to make everybody tough it out yeah i don't personally i would take hiking back a mile over the possibility of literally being buried by snow via avalanche but mm-hmm mm-hmm i would some things are more important to me yeah yeah i mean just personally pride be damned i'm gonna hike back (laughs) yep so on february 12th the group was supposed to make contact with yuri again but that didn't happen um great by february 20th people were really starting to worry um and by february 26th the camp was found by search and rescuers (gasps) no so that is like 25 days from when that's a long time they set up camp so um yeah so this is where we'll kind of go into what was 
found and um just a little quick little trigger warning for all the softies like me um it's going to get a little graphic in here mm -hmm. um so the next half of this app isn't great either so. <laughs> good love this i love where we're at right now yep so first the tents were found completely shredded from the inside from the inside from the inside so they wanted okay. out like out <laughs> of their tent yeah so all footprints found went in different directions and of all of the footprints found only one singular footprint was wearing shoes so that means of all nine people one person had one shoe on and everyone else was either barefoot or only wearing socks so whatever was in that tent with them was so much worse than running barefoot into the Siberian, like, wilderness night. Not even necessarily, like, in that tent with them, but, like, whatever they were trying to get away from, like, they were mm -hmm. going without thinking. Yeah, valid. So, not optimal for the Siberian mountains. No, so not at all. <laughs> whatever they saw, they heard, they experienced, like, it had to be so bad that any survivalist notions that these experienced hikers had immediately went out the window. I mean, I feel like I even at least stopped to put shoes on. Like, my mom even says, like, during a tornado, she's always like, you know, when the weather's bad, keep shoes by your thing so you can, like, walk around and not be on, like, glass and stuff, which makes total sense. Like, I just feel like I'd stop to put shoes on. Yeah. I'm gonna need them. Yep. I'd put shoes on before I put pants on. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest. Like, if I'm b bolting up, dead, like, asleep, and I got to get out because my house is on fire, shoes, probably no pants. Yeah. So, our first two bodies. Okay. They were found over a mile away from the tent, and they belonged to Yuri Durushenko and Yuri Krivonoshenko. They were lying perfectly side by side and wearing only their underwear. Same. But like I said, I'd have just gotten up straight in my underwear and dipped. I'd put shoes on, though. Which which is weird because um, they shouldn't have even been sleeping in just their underwear. Right. Because they're, it's too cold. They're in the Siberian mountains. So you would think... Yeah, it's weird to me that nobody at least had socks on. They're all barefoot. Some of them, yeah. Some people did have socks on. Some people did not. Oh, okay. Only mm. one person had one shoe on. Okay. <laughs> so, the odd... Really, the weird stuff comes in with um, the fact that they were found under a tree, um, but way high up in that tree, some of the branches were broken, and there were traces of human skin and blood on the bark. <gasps> up in the tree? Up in the tree. So what that implies is that they were really trying to get up this tree. Oh, they were trying to climb the tree. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's scary. Yep. So. Something was after them. Yes. So there was also evidence that they had started a fire and Yuri D had found um was found with the side of his head burned and his ears, nose and lips were covered in blood. He was basically covered in bruises and abrasions on his arms, legs and torsos um and he had some sort of foamy gray discharge that came from his mouth and was left on his t cheek. Which um, doctors said could have been because of a great pressure on his chest. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yuri K had bruises on his forehead, his left temporal bone, his chest, his legs, um, and on his hands, there were pieces of skin that had been removed from the tops of his hands and were found 
in his mouth. What? Right? Like, removed, like, we're talking, like, surgical style, or are we talking, like, ripped off? It seems like probably ripped off. I hate everything about what we're doing right now. Fucking yikes. It's real bad, and it, it only gets worse. I'm like, this happened. Yep. So. Okay. So, buckle up. Okay, I'm buckling up. So, three more bodies were found a little ways away. They were that of Igor Dyatlov, uh, Zineda Kolmogorov, um, and Rustem Slobodin. So they were found next. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, basically, it looked like they were trying to go back to the campsite and basically, like, died on their way there. <gasps> so Igor oh. Dyatlov was found face up, clutching a birch branch and shielding his face. Um, and unfortunately, he was also found with a photo of um, uh, Zanita because they were dating. Aww. Yeah. So Rustin was found, um, or I guess Rustin is what it would be, was found face down in the snow. And he had like swelling around one side of his face um, and like abrasions on both sides of his face. Um, his skin was ripped off of his right forearm and he had bruises Ugh. on his hand joints which indicated that he was like fighting somebody um mm. he also had a fracture on his frontal skull bone that was deep as hell and seven inches long oh my god and in his autopsy while it was stated that um he died of hypothermia and um, it was also stated that he likely died quicker and um, because of that head wound. Probably, so yeah. thus far, everyone um, found as of right now has been cited as their autopsy has said that they died of hypothermia. Mm. So. But like they were brutalized before. Yeah, something real bad happened before they died of hypothermia. Yeah. So Zaneda was found the furthest away and she basically... She was found with blood all around her, but they don't actually know if it was hers or if it was somebody else's. And her autopsy stated that she died of hypothermia due to violence. So I got a lot of questions you there. You can die. So it could be the same thing with, like, uh, Rustin's? Or, like, he got a giant gash on his head, like, somebody, like, he had blunt force trauma, and that blunt force trauma mm -hmm. caused him to die quicker of hypothermia? Yeah, but hypothermia by violence? I, yeah, I don't know if that's just, like, a that's weird a wording. Weird... I don't know. I don't yeah. write autopsies, so who knows, but... If you know, let us know. Yeah, so after those people were found, um, they had... There's still, like, three people missing. There's four. So they had to wait for the mountain to thaw in order to find the rest. Oh. So in May... They could, it had finally thawed enough to find the other four. So that is quite a bit after February. So at this point, we find Sasha, Alexander, Nikolai, and Ludmila. I, I made little notes for each of their names, and now I have to remind myself, like, I was chaotic in taking these notes. But <laughs> they were found in a gully, and this is where it gets gross and the deaths are no longer listed as hypothermia 
Okay. So these four were very clothed. And it was not all of their own clothing, which could be why the others were less clothed. So part of the theory is that these four basically lasted longer. Mm. Um, and just came back and grabbed stuff? So they took the clothes. And they made it to the gully, so it's implied that these four, they, they did live longer. And they died at different times. So... Um, they had dug themselves into the ground and had placed branches from the cedar tree so that they could, like, around them so they could stay warm and wouldn't have to, like, touch the snow directly. So they pretty much went, like, full survival mode. They'd even, like, started a fire. Like, they were really trying to make it work. Right. So, vastly different from the initial bodies that were found. Yeah. And the doctor that performed their autopsies said that they had internal injuries that looked like they had been, like, they had been killed in car accidents. (gasps) Yeah. The internal injuries that reflected that, but not external? Not a lot of soft tissue damage. None of them had an extensive Hmm. amount of soft tissue damage. That's weird. Yes. So, Sasha um, had crushed ribs and his chest was completely crushed in um he had no soft tissue damage but the internal damage was so extreme that he was um like his internal damage was like super extreme um and he was also missing his eyes (gasps) yeah um what the fuck yeah he also had an open head wound um or an open wound on his head with exposed bone um, and he and, um, her, I'm going to go, I'm going to say her last name because I'm, I, her first name is really hard. Um, but her and Dumanina have, he, him and Dumanina have a similar pattern, um, with direction and force, even though they have different body shapes, which essentially suggests that this was not a uniform event like an avalanche. Okay, it was, like, individually happening to them. Yes. So, he was found, Sasha, with his camera around his neck, but the photos, um, it was claimed that the photos were, was, like, the film was damaged. Mm. Convenient. Which seems suspicious, and Yuri said that he had never seen that camera at all. Oh. Like, there were cameras on that trip, but he knew for sure that he had never seen that one. Like, why would you pack a camera and then never get it out? Yeah, it's... I'm thinking maybe he packed it, and then, like, maybe he just didn't get it out, but, like, what's the point in packing it then? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. So, Alexander was also found, um, he had a lack of soft tissue around his eyes, his eyebrows were missing, mm. he had skull bones exposed, um... What? He had an open wound. His bes- eyebrows? Yeah. He had an open wound oh, behind okay. his ear. He had a deformed neck. I don't really know what that means, but it doesn't sound I good. I don't need to know what that means. Nope. Don't um, need to know. And his overall skin had a gray-green color with a tinge of purple. Mm. And I don't like that. No. Who would? Nikolai had, um multiple fractures to the temporal bone um 
He had bruises on his upper lip, um, and he had a hemorrhage on the lower forearm, which um, they did rule out as him falling. And they said that Mm -hmm. it wasn't possible that he had just, like, fallen on a rock. Yeah. And, oh, God. Um, It's about to get real bad. It's going to get worse than what we're already at? Yeah. Ludmila Dubonina. Ludmila Dubonina, I think, got, um, got the worst of it. Okay. So, we're going to go, we're going to go trigger warning here. Oh, yeah, for sure. <sighs> we are not in a great place right now on this podcast. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Her head was tilted back, and it looked like she was screaming. By the way, you can see all of the pictures of these people, like the autopsy pictures online, if you want. Um, I We will not be posting we will not these be posting to our them. socials. You can give them a goog if you need to, but it sounds like nightmare fuel. Yeah, um, they are available. I would not recommend. I did not look at them. Um, I would not recommend looking at them, especially after these descriptions. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. So, she was wearing basically all of the clothing. <laughs> she okay. had several layers on pretty much every part of her body. Um, the outside pant layer that she was wearing was burned, so it might be possible since, um, one of the initial guys that had been found, um, part of his leg was burned, so it's possible that she took pants from him. Mm. Um, she had some soft tissue missing, which could have been, uh, because of frostbite. Are you saying that all these people originally did have clothes on and then the other people came by and took the clothes off their dead bodies and then wore them? Potentially, yes. <gasps> oh. I mean, we don't know okay, for sure, going. but that's kind of what... Um, Maybe happened, yeah. Yeah, so... um. Her her eyes were also no longer there. I hate that. Um, And her Ugh. her tongue was also gone. And it looked like it had been, quote, torn out from the root. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Stop. I'm so sorry. I feel like we need to... Th- this isn't going to get any better. No, it this actually, episode it actually gets dark. worse. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wrote... I how- want to listen to this, like, on your way to work. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so her um her nose was also flattened mm. 10 ribs uh total were broken her upper lip was gone her jaw was exposed her heart had hemorrhaged um and the worst part to me is that she was found with 100 grams of coagulated blood in her stomach um which unfortunately does mean that she was alive when her tongue was removed Oh, I am so sorry. Not stop. Um, stop it. Generally, I would not go into this much detail, but it does unfortunately matter with some of the theories. No, I get that it matters because, like, why were they it's, found that way? It's so and bad. See, and then it's like so I watch too many TV shows. I'm like, they're all, we're thinking Yeti probably, but I'm also like Stranger Things, Vecna. It's the upside down. I mean, it could be anything. Ooh, it's 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 real. It's real bad. Okay. So there are a lot of different theories. Um, and honestly, like the dial, 
so dietlovepass.com i think is what it is i'm gonna be mm-hmm. yeah dietlovepass.com has an extensive amount of information i'm only gonna cover um five theories because i think they're the most prevalent um and the most talked about but if you want a long list of like everything that website has just a whole catalog it is very extensive very very extensive okay so i'm going to start with the two theories that i do not think are possible at all um so the first is um and i think it's bullshit but the first theory is that the Monsi tribe, like, followed them and attacked them. Um, immediately, I'm going to say Wasn't no. Wasn't that other guy, like, staying with them? He was staying in a village. And also, like, they were following, like... first. So the idea is that, like, they were on, like, sacred land. Um, and yes, that was Monsi land, but it was not sacred to them in any... It, it was their right. land, but, like, it wasn't considered, like, sacred They literally named a mountain, don't touch, like, don't go there. The, so they were following a Monsi trail that, like, they had laid out for them. Like, it, right. the Monsi were part of the initial fine. search group. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit and say, no, I don't think that these people attacked them. Please don't blame tribes for... Right. Re- no, they did, Nothing. They did like, not do this. Stop fear-mongering people just because you don't understand their culture. Yeah. Like, or stop making people, like, villains just because you don't understand their culture. Yeah. So, also, so the second theory is an avalanche. Um, I don't buy it. Again, I'm going to say no, because it literally an avalanche isn't going to take all their clothes. Well, it's like... And rip their skin off <sighs> and take their eyes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, there are something, like, I guess, like, you could say, like, yeah, like, frostbite, like, they, like... I, it's, it's too many... No. It's not... Because also, like, if you look at photos from the campsite, like, before and after, because um, they took a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. So they have pictures of the campsite, you know, before all of this happened, and then pictures of, like, the like crime scene, basically. I mean, there are things mm-hmm. that, like, it, it, like, an avalanche didn't come through there. Like, it just didn't. No. It's, Why would you scratch your way out of a tent? It's so that I like, could what? that I could understand because like if you heard an avalanche coming like I'm getting out of there. <laughs> Unzip the tent though. Like I feel like that's not. It just didn't. I don't know. And it doesn't explain like them having defensive wounds. To me, right. you're not gonna fight the avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't. There are a lot of things that like it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense with how. A lot of them died. Like, I don't think an avalanche can rip somebody's tongue out. I've never heard of one so, that could. I just, I don't like that. Um, nope. Anyways. Okay. So, those are the two theories that I immediately was like, no, I don't think that that's a thing. Like, I just yeah. don't. <laughs> right. So, another theory is the Yeti. Um, now, it is worth noting that the Monsi do have um, a version of a yeti in their lore mm-hmm. you know and that is part of the reason why they don't go there yeah. and a lot of them were very when doing the um like initial search party like a lot of them were very much like this is not like that is that is what that is and um, i'm not gonna rule yeah. it out 
No, I'm not either. You if know, that's the reason that they say they don't go over there, I again, I'm valid. I am not gonna rule it out. And they had said they met the snow people or snowman or whatever. Yeah, whatever that means. Yep. Oh, but they didn't take a picture of that. They took a picture of fucking everything else, but they couldn't take a picture of the snow people. Okay, well, okay. Listen, if somebody's, like, coming at you, I don't... <laughs> oh, well, apparently they could write a headline about it. <laughs> True. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe they were moving too quick. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Not... I mean, they had a whole story about seeing the snow person planned out. I guess. But... I don't know. I'm not gonna rule it out. I, I'm gonna say maybe. I won't rule it out. So, if we're thinking, like, a seven-foot-tall, eight-foot-tall being like strong in the woods mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> yeah i mean like it de- I'm, I'm not gonna lie like it does make sense with a defensive wound yeah fair i mean i'd be trying to fight it <laughs> like some something's gonna make sense why would they be trying to climb it's a tree a- i could see that i'm just saying is it is what it is now i'm slap boxing a yeti <laughs> <laughs> all right aliens okay mm- i knew it was coming i okay here we are okay I, when I saw it, I initially was like, no, until January, February, and March, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of sightings of these same glowing orbs. So we've got a lot of sightings, and the government made investigators get rid of any mention of these sightings in the reports. In their reports? Mm Mm-hmm. Of this incident? Of this incident. That's weird. It's a little... sus. It's a little sus. Yeah. Generally, I'm not sure on the alien front, but that seems... Because if it was nothing, then it wouldn't matter. Right. It wouldn't need to be taken out of the report. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It's like Homeland Security taking down a website about mermaids. Very true. If they weren't real, why would you need to take... Why would Homeland Security feel the need to take down the website? hmm So, the final theory that I'll talk about um, is uh, the one that I personally think might be... I don't know. I don't know. Alien Yeti. Combo. Um, no, so it is actually government weapons testing. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, one of the theories is that they may have stumbled upon something that they were not supposed to see and unfortunately got the brunt end of this weapon that they were testing. So one of the theories is that it was like, and I'm, I don't, I, I can't remember the word for it, but essentially it's like a, like it's sound. So it emits a frequency that when people hear it, it like, and this is like, this is a thing like proven thing like they've done testing on like this frequency right and essentially it causes people to feel like pain dread panic oh right and could potentially induce psychosis so that's fucked yeah and so people think that it could be this because um the investigation was super short there was rumored that the investigation, um, there's rumor that people, like the government was there two weeks prior to oh. the official quote unquote investigation mm-hmm. before the investigation actually started. Um, again, it was super short and there was actually like a council that ruled that like thought 
like put something out um thought it was a government testing like they (gasps) yeah they thought that that had to be what it was but the government itself in 2022 ruled it as an avalanche yeah of course the government itself ruled it as a fucking avalanche naturally they're not going to come out and say yeah we made these people like have psychosis to the point where they were literally like killing each other or whatever yeah like so an avalanche that is the dumbest i would have rather than been like yeah it could have been the yeti (laughs) we're not gonna rule that out (laughs) like that feels more realistic to me than an aval an aval i feel i feel gaslit but i think it's like, like i like just the idea that like there was like the one that there's a sound that can like make people feel like that do you know there's a color that can make you feel sick? It's like a specific color of pink. It was like really big oh, and like yeah. for like the first seven seconds that you're like around it, it makes you feel very like calm and like great. Yes. And they painted like a lot of places that color. Yeah, but and it actually makes you feel like not good. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember what the color's called and I don't remember exactly what happens to you, but like it makes you irritated and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't so, know. So like it makes sense to me that like a frequency, if there's a color that can do that, like just the way you interpret something that to me is like it what they went through was horrific right and like the the idea that like it could have potentially like been them doing it to each other right that's awful yeah i don't know it's and like why would they test that on people so the theory is that they like these this group of nine people like stumbled upon it yeah. Like, they ended up someplace that they weren't supposed to be. Oh, and they, like, heard the frequency when they were testing it at a facility or whatever. Or the government found out that they were there. Um, and they were like, we're not supposed to be here anyways. decided that they uh, weren't supposed to to be there. Um, it is worth noting that there was a camera missing. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, one of the guys journal who um i believe it was the i believe it was uh sasha the guy that had the camera that yuri had never seen before so he kept a very detailed diary yeah and it was not found it was not recovered oh and the yeti in an avalanche isn't gonna steal a camera and a journal so it like is it possible that they got lost no like, I mean, it's not, like, is it... Impossible, no, but... Like, yeah, that could... I don't could... think it's... But they, I mean, I also think that it would have been found in the initial search, and I think it's really odd that they found most of the other cameras. Or it was found in the initial initial search, and they were like, yoink! Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, so some of the, the things that's very strange is, like, if again, if you go to, like, the dietlovepass.com, like, you can see not the... I think they ended up taking down the postmortem photos, um, mm. which I am not upset about. Fair. But they did have all of, like, the pictures from all of the cameras that, like, the film that was recovered, and it's very mm. surreal to, like, go through and, like... Like, you're basically looking at these people's, like, last, you know, couple of weeks before couple of days hours before whatever god awful thing happened to them happened to them (laughs) i hate that thanks for bringing the room down (laughs) eight oh just kidding they did not take them down well 
Good. That's good for my well, psyche. <laughs> yep. Glad that you saw it so the listeners don't have to. <laughs> oh, my. That's what you get for taking us on this journey. Oof. But, yeah, if you're very curious, the dietlovepath.com really lays, like, every single detail out. Um, I did also mm-hmm. listen to the Morbid coverage of it, um, which was really good. And um, there, I went through a book called The Diet Love Pass Incident as well. Um, and that was also nice. really good. But it is a very disturbing, disturbing case. They do also have, like, the diaries from it. I didn't want to go, like, too <laughs> so much here. Look, there was a lot of information, and I had to figure out, like, how yeah. to pair it back. Right. Right. Without no, being an absolute bear. But I will say, like, it's... I mean, like, if you're interested in reading the diaries... Um, you know, we'll link that website. It's, there's a lot, yep. a lot in there. There's all the case files, every theory, I think, that has ever been proposed. Um, <laughs> yeah, which there, there are a lot. <laughs> Great. One of them is teleportation, so. Uh, yeah, if you're in, okay. in for an interesting read. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, it's a really sad case, um. Yeah, really, really, really terrible. Um, and I, I hope they are all resting easy wherever they are. Yeah, same. Oof. All right. Mm. Uh, just got, got, got that off my chest. Uh. <laughs> well, will you go with me to Ohio? Oh, no. <laughs> will you take this journey with me? To Ohio? To Ohio. More specifically, Circleville, Ohio, and it's early 1976. Oh, good. Yeah, this is a very quiet, like, normal, small American town. It's relatively safe and, like, family-friendly. Okay. Off to a bad start in every crime documentary's eyes. For real, but they are (laughs) known for, like, one thing. They are, like, world-renowned for their annual pumpkin show. Okay. It's been happening since 1903. It's the sixth largest festival in the U.S. It is known around the world, like I said, and it attracts roughly 300,000 people every year. <laughs> I feel like this isn't just going to be about a pumpkin show, though. No, it's not. Also, mind you, there's only 14,000 people that live in this town currently today. Okay. So, uh, all in all, it's like a pretty average place to live, minus this pumpkin festival every year. Okay. It's just like a big to-do. So, um, that brings us to, like, late 1976. Okay. (laughs) Where things are no longer great in Circleville, Ohio. Okay. So, I'm gonna say this name is Gillespie. Her name is Mary Gillespie. Some people say Gillespie. It is Gillespie. Or Gillespie. Oh. Like, the S comes before the P. Is this Not the P before the S. The Circleville letters? It is not. What did you think it was? Just kidding. Okay. I thought we were talking about the toxic woman. No, we're not talking about the toxic woman. Although, that is for a different day. That is. It's right up our alley. Yeah, for sure. Continue. So, uh, Mary Gillespie, she receives this anonymous letter that was sent from Columbus, Ohio, which is roughly 25 miles north of Circleville. Okay. Um... The letter was written in this, like, bold, blocky font, and it contained no signature, and, like, it's alarming, to say the least. Good old serial killer letter. Love it. Yeah. Would you... I'm gonna read it to you. It says, Stay away from Macy. 
Don't lie when questioned about knowing him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. Okay. So the Matt, I think I said Macy, but I think it's Massey. So the Massey in question is one Circleville Superintendent Gordon Massey. Okay. But I want to post it. We're going to come back to him. So Mary, for whatever reason, brushes off this super ominous note. We do not have a lot in common. I would be be losing my mind. Screaming. Yeah, she's like, it'll probably just go away. Whatever. So she keeps this information to herself. She doesn't mention it to anyone, including her husband, because she claims that she, like, was not having an affair with this guy. So there wasn't, like, any real reason to alarm her husband, I guess. Disagree. She thought the letters would just stop. I, Hard disagree. I tell my husband literally everything, even things he doesn't I'd be know, like, but you better believe if somebody put a letter in our mailbox. Accusing me of having an affair and then told me that they know where we live and that we have children. Oh, I'm setting it on fire. Everything. Ty is, would lose his mind. I w- a ma'am. Anyways, I- she receives a second letter like a week or so later. Yeah. And it's claiming that they would, quote, um, I don't remember if this is the first or the second or the third letter. I might have them mixed up. But this says, quote, um, like something along the lines of like, and trigger warning, this is like super, like not great language. Um, it says... Like, your daughter will pay for your sins. I'll walk right up and, like, put a bullet in that little <gasps> girl's head. Oh. If she, like, they're saying, like, they're going to do this to this little girl if she doesn't, like, report her alleged affair. Police. Immediately. And, like, the little girl they're referring to is, like, her daughter, obviously. And she's, like, freaking out, but she's still not telling anybody about police. it. Police. Immediately. Immediately, Police. So before she can, like, start to investigate herself, like, who's sending these letters and why, she receives a third letter claiming that this is, like, her last chance to report him, him being Macy. Or, yeah, Massey. Macy. However you say it. Um, the writer threatens to prove, like, what a, quote, pig Mary is, because uh, I guess it says something about, like, pigs are women who, like, steal other women's husbands or something along those lines and, like, break Listen, up happy homes. Even, even if homegirl is having an affair... You don't need to it's threaten It's not your a, business. And you don't need to threaten a whole child. Oh, it gets worse. Jesus. Like, that, you know, you want to be angry about somebody having an affair. Okay, whatever. You know, I guess if it's your husband, fair. But don't, don't threaten a child. Right. Don't threaten a child. She's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, this last letter ends with the, like, eerie sentence, like, how's your little girl? Will she grow up to be like you? I hate it. Mary still decides to keep this to herself. Uh, police. I do not understand. <laughs> Immediately. Literally so, anybody. Cut to Ron Gillespie, Mary's husband. He receives a letter exposing his wife's alleged affair. And it basically claims that if he didn't report Macy, uh, that Ron was 100% like in danger. His life was in danger if he did not report the superintendent. I was like, why are we going to kill Ron? Because his wife might be having an affair. That feels Jeez. a little fucked. so naturally ron goes up to his wife and she's like yikes yeah i've had like two or three of these letters come in the mail and like should i have told you about that my bad i would have been pissed (laughs) i would have been so angry (laughs) you're telling me for sure i'm livid you knew about this (laughs) and now i'm being threatened like hello 
And you're just not gonna say anything? You're just gonna keep the information to yourself? Jeez. So, meanwhile, also, like, Massey's in the rest- is just as guilty of having the- an affair if it's true. Oh, don't it, worry. He gets it, his own set of letters. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeez. meanwhile, in the rest of Circleville, there's, like, roughly 11,000 people that are living there, and they've also been receiving letters. <laughs> like, most all of, of them, them are targeted- Not all of them, but, like, a lot of them. Like, a lot of people from this time know someone, or, like, either they received a letter themselves, or, like, their husband did, or, like, they know someone who did. Like, a lot of people were getting letters. Who has the time? I have no idea. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go to the post office, and whoever is there 24 hours of the day, that's that's your guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how whoever this is, is still frequently, unsolved. Whoever is frequenting literally every post office in Ohio, that's your guy. <laughs> Like, just That's stick it. it out That's a your little. person. So, um, <laughs> most of these letters, they target the superintendent, Gordon Massey, specifically. They got beef um, with they, him. They do. They claim that he was, um, supposedly sexually harassing his female Circleville, because he is superintendent of schools, right? So, like, yeah. he's sexually harassing the female bus drivers, um, and that, like, okay. he was even sleeping with some of them and, like, just making, like, the female bus drivers very uncomfortable. Okay, again, that is not good. If he's really doing that, that's a bad thing to do. However, it is also bad to threaten children. And if you really have a beef with this guy, just like, I, I send a letter to the newspaper. That seems more effective. That's what I'm saying. So Massey himself even received a letter where the writer claimed that his, like, GF, I guess, like, his girlfriend, um, she was a bus driver for Circleville and claims that, like, Massey had hit on her multiple times. And apparently, like, I don't know. So the writer writes Massey and he's like, you have 24 hours to, or like, you don't have a whole lot of time. You need to like turn yourself in or I'm going to write a letter to the school board. So less than 24 hours later, this guy writes a letter to the school board and he's like, he like gives him no time to turn himself in, but he's like, but like, yeah, he's doing all this stuff. That is the most sense that this letter writer person has made. Why didn't we just immediately go to the school board first? Like, no, if he's the school doing. The board's not going to do anything about it. Well, yeah, but if he's doing all of these things, why are you sending letters? Why are you wasting your time sending letters to random people? School board, newspaper, police. Uh, there you go. Those are there your you big go. three. You don't need to harass so other people. <laughs> Stop it. So this- the school board as a whole kind of brushes it off as gossip and they're like why we're not gonna believe these random letters we don't know this person do you know because they spent all of their time wasting it on sending them to random people first well the letters also don't have like return addresses or anything on them the postmark is like columbus but like there's not like a sender you spent no time no time building a rapport with any of these people and now you just expect them to believe you Mm. And I guess, like, no one did an investigation into the superintendent? Oh, they 100% should have done that. Yeah, they no, listen, should have. Listen, but, if like, he's I doing all that stuff, did. he is a bad person and deserves yeah, he, to be yeah. outed. Deserves For to be sure. outed. The allegations against him get worse. Yet still don't threaten children. Yeah. And, and other That's people whose, get whose lives are not involved in this. Don't do that. Oh, it's gonna get bad. Good, so, good. Uh, yeah. Not Ten only this, but the writer kind of, like, seems to know about some other affairs in the community. And he even attacks, like, local businesses claiming that they're corrupt and that he'll expose them and, like, tell Why? everybody not to shop there anymore. Why is this man all up in everybody's <laughs> affairs and businesses? 
<laughs> like, leave them alone. Mind your own business. Sexual harassment, we will not tolerate. But leave the small businesses alone. Which, yes, I'm here for that. Don't tolerate yeah. sexual harassment. Yeah, public understand. slander. But, like, also say it with your chest. Yeah, Put public a slander for sexual it. harassment. Like, 10 out of 10. Yes, do that. But, yeah. Stop it's hit just, a rapist on site. What do we? Yeah, yeah. But, but stop, stop sending letters to random businesses and being like, mm, I'm gonna mm. tell on you. Tell people not to shop here. Mm. You're just breaking your own reputation. Yeah, but mainly though, these letters revolve around this massy guy and Mary, and like massy probably sexually harassing these like bus drivers and like okay. other things like that. Um, and because this town only has like 11,000 people in it, everybody is talking about these letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the tea is hot. It is scalding. I'm like, you don't know if any of it's true. Well, yeah. <sighs> so, meanwhile, back at the Gillespie residence, Ron and Mary are tripping. And like, uh, Ron's decided just to like, yeah, he's like, just, I'm on Mary's side. I don't think she's having an affair. We got to figure out who's sending these letters. So they decide to tell uh, Ron's sister, Karen, her husband, Paul Freshour, and possibly Paul's sister, like, depending on, like, your source. Um, and naturally, like, everyone is freaking out now, but at least yeah. they're together. I don't know what the point in telling them. What, like, tell the police. Literally. Yep. Police. And I think at some point they do go to the police because, like, I know I that they get involved so. with the letters and stuff. I just don't know where that's at in the timeline. Yeah, the second so, somebody's like, I know where you live and I know you have kids, that's it for me. That's, that's it. We it that's not, the line. We would not have made it to, I'm going to sh shoot your child. It's terrible. Jesus no, Christ. we would not have ever gotten there. I, so, oh, everyone is like no, tripping and. Yeah. <laughs> I got moved. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. But then you get that whole, like, I won't be ran out of my own house. Like, no, I, I don't give that. a shit. You threatened to shoot my family. I'm, I'm leaving. And I'm like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, yeah. See you later. Have whatever you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, so I'm out. You win. Right. <laughs> you win. Uh, sorry, my, my, my child's life is, is more important than my pride. Valid. So they're all sitting around the kitchen table and they're like, who in the fuck could this be writing these letters? We have some problems. Yeah, no shit. Um, and Mary's like, hold on. I have, an, I have an idea. I think I know who it could be. Okay, Mary. That brings us to David Longberry. Now, David Longberry is absolute trash and I will get into why. Okay. He's got a stupid S name. He does. So he was a fellow bus driver. And if your name is Dar David Longberry and you're not this guy, your name is not stupid. But this guy, his name is stupid. stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, he was a fellow bus driver for the Circleville School District. And he was awfully flirty with, like, Mary when he first started working there. And okay. eventually he's like, <laughs> Mary, you want to go out on a date? And she's like, no, I'm married and I have two children. And he's like fuck you <laughs> like basically like it's not great after that for their relationship Honestly, like, look you know what there are a lot of guys that respond that way now so everybody all of us have met david longberry like yeah, we, on the morbid podcast we've all known a david longberry yeah like, we, we have we have yeah and we don't so he's like, like super Stop rude it. like he's yeah, basically super pissy that she wouldn't go out with him like bro grow up there's seven billion how, people in the world that how are just dare she one like uh, how dare she be married and have two children what uh, the audacity the audacity i can get on so e-harmony or some shit figure it out i know 
So Mary thought that, like, he might be the one sending the letters, like, due to her to rejection. Now, pause for two seconds. Okay. Longberry was accused of raping an 11-year-old girl Disgusting. in 1999. And has been on the run from the police ever since. I okay. just needed you Disgusting. guys to know. Disgusting. Okay. So I expect, uh, because I'm going to do it, um, I expect all of you guys to Google what that motherfucker looks like. And if you see him, lay him out on sight. He's got to be, like, a million years by now. I can't remember if he's died since then or not. I Maybe. am not going to wish anybody dead. However, I would not shed a tear if he was. Yep, same. So play. Um, now, the Gillespie gang, <laughs> they decide to write... Yeah, they decide to write Longberry some letters of their own. Uh, nothing violent, but basically saying, like, we know who you are, we know where you live, like, stop spreading lies, like, stop. Stop it. Okay. <coughs> and for a little bit, the letters did stop for, like, a few weeks. Things are peaceful again. Okay. It was nice. Okay. Lord. However, like most things, the writer has come back in full force. Things are not good. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So bad. So not only do these letters begin again, but this time there are picket signs that are posted all over oh, town shit. claiming that. <laughs> yeah. Trigger warning. I should have said that for the ele- for the 1999 thing just a second ago. But trigger warning um, for like sexual abuse, I guess. Um this time, these picket signs are posted all over town, and they're claiming that Ma- Macy Massey is, like, sexually assaulting the Gillespie's 11 or 12-year-old daughter. <gasps> yeah. So, the sign actually says that they're having a sexual relationship, but oh. this girl is a child. That is a child. So, that makes it sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is abuse. Yes, that abuse. Is, like, not okay. It's not a relationship. A child cannot have a sexual relationship with an adult. Exactly. It is rape. So, absolutely horrified, as I am now sitting in this closet. Okay. Um, the Gillespie's, like, do their damnedest. They, like, trying to tear down all the signage before the rest of the town wakes up. So, like, every day Ron okay. gets up, like, a couple hours before work and, like, tears these signs down so, like, people don't see them. Listen, I do... Is it... I... Listen, I may be getting ahead of myself, but I mean, was that true? I, these are never proven to be true or not. Like, these allegations never... I don't think that they're true. But I haven't been able to find a lot of stuff that says one way or another. I... I Some of the allegations... Some of the allegations in the letters did end up being true, not these specifically... Like, these they think were fake, I guess. But some of the allegations were true. Like, somebody else gets... I really, really hope that that one is not true. I didn't see anything about them doing any kind of investigation into, like, that being true. And it's alleged a lot. So I just... I think that it's just something to, like, get them riled up. Okay. I don't think it's true. I hope it's not. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I haven't been able to find... If anybody can corroborate that... That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, are, you, are you okay? Yeah, does this happening to you? <laughs> um, and, like, not to, like, jump to the end for, like, two seconds, but, like, this shit goes on for two decades. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, we're at roughly a year in right now, so it's Fuck. August 19th okay. of 1977. Okay. Word. Mary Gillespie is on her way to Florida, of all places, uh, on vacation not with her surprised. sister-in-law. Okay. Uh, and, like, a couple of their friends. Supposedly, Paul, Karen's husband, he, like, planned this trip to Florida, apparently. Okay. 
Alright, Paul. We're not 100% sure on that, but that's what Mary thinks. She thinks that he planned it. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Um, back home in Circleville, though, Ron gets this phone call that, like, confirms his suspicions about the writer's identity. And he's like, alright, I'm gonna- I'm kissing my daughters goodbye, I'm taking this gun, and I'm fucking out of here. Oh! <laughs> oh and he's like- God. And all he says to his kids is, like, I'm going to confront the Circleville letter writer. And he dips out. He doesn't say a name. He doesn't drop, like, an at. <laughs> he just leaves. Oh, Ron! <sighs> Trigger warning for, like, drunk driving. So, the oh, girls said okay. that he, like, for sure took his gun and that he did not seem drunk at all, which this was normal, considering that Ron, like, rarely, if ever, drank. Uh, the gun was not normal. He did not normally leave his house with his pistol, okay. but it was normal for him to not seem drunk. So, Ron had recently received letters claiming that his red and white truck was being watched, mm -hmm. but, like, apparently Ron doesn't give a shit about that because he takes off in his pickup. Okay. He's like, I don't care that my car is being watched. So, roughly 25 it, minutes. Right? Roughly 25 minutes after Ron left his home, um, a red and white pickup truck was reported to have had an accident at an intersection on uh, Country Road Five Points Pike. Oh, no. So, Ron's truck had collided with a tree. Oh. And because he was not wearing a seatbelt, <gasps> he was ejected from the car and reportedly died on impact oh, when he hit the tree. Oh, no. Yeah, to which I say, and I'm not big on blaming, it happened. Wear your fucking seatbelts. Also, don't drink, and, don't drink and drive. Well, we're not 100% sure that Ron was drinking and driving. Okay. Just a p general Just, PSA, then. But, yeah, general PSA, don't drink and drive. But also, but yeah, do, do wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt and do not drink and drive. For the love of God. That makes me really sad. Yeah, it does make me really sad. Oh my so, god. As soon as this gets called in, the sheriff Dwight Radcliffe, he's like, I've got a suspect in mind for this, because like foul play is definitely involved. Okay. So Paul, which is Ron's brother in law, Karen's husband, um, he initially speaks with Sheriff Radcliffe, and the sheriff is like, Yeah, like like I said, I've got an idea of who it is, and I definitely think that it was foul play. Okay. Um, authorities also discovered Ron's pistol underneath his body where it was apparent that one round had been fired. Now, if it was, like, when it was fired, we don't know. Like, the rest of the gun was, like, fully loaded, but, like, it had shot a single round. Okay. But, like, there's no telling. Like, he could have shot that earlier in the day. He could have shot that weeks ago. We just know yeah. that at some point in time it has been fired. It's just yeah. weird that... I don't know. Um... So, from here, Sheriff Radcliffe, he won't name names because he sucks, but he claims that the police department interrogated the suspect that they had for, like, Ron's death, and the suspect was cleared. Um, and they never said who this guy was, and from that moment forward, like, from that interrogation, uh, Radcliffe, like, totally changed his tune, and he was like, actually, uh, it happened because Ron was drunk, and it's nothing but a horrible accident. Hmm... Yeah, it's really weird. So then from there, there was an autopsy that revealed that he had a blood alcohol co like level of 0.16, which is like two or three times the legal limit in Ohio. Yeah. Um, and that's just like a lot in general. And this guy, Ron, was like 5'7", 150 pounds. I am bigger than Ron. And I know that if I was at a 0.16, I'm throwing up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like everywhere. And if he didn't drink a whole lot and he's drunk tonight... I don't know. We'll get into it in just a second. So the family is like pissed because there's yeah. like, there's no way that that's his blood alcohol level. Like he didn't drink. Yeah. Like he never drank. So what? No. 
no. Yeah. So let's pause for just a moment. You can start to feel the effects of alcohol as little as like 10 minutes after drinking like your first drink, depending on like your height and weight, if you've eaten, how hydrated you are, etc. So let's say that he's not drunk when he leaves his house because remember his daughter said that he didn't seem drunk and like mm-hmm. that makes sense because he rarely ever drank. Yeah. Um, now let's say that the wreck happened like very quickly. Like let's say, I don't know, it took two minutes max for like that whole wreck to mm-hmm. happen. If that. That's not leaving, like, a very big win. I mean, we're working with, like, a 25-minute timeline. Yeah. From when the call was called in. So, that's even somebody driving across it. Yeah. Like, coming across it and calling it in. Like, if he confronted the rider and was, like, drinking with him, it's, like, maybe the situation I'm thinking he, like, got over there, confronted him, they're getting hammered for some reason. Um, I don't know. He got pretty drunk. Yeah. So, I guess, hypothetically, there's, like, just enough time for him to maybe begin to feel the effects. But, like, I don't know if it's enough time for him to be, like, 0.16 level drunk. Yeah. Like, hit a tree level drunk. Like, I don't know that that's where we'd be at in 25 minutes. Yeah, that's definitely weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, It's also been speculated that maybe he was, like, secretly drinking because, like, his wife had been accused of having an affair and, like, apparently there's this guy that's like allegedly like having like sexually abusing his child like maybe he was secretly drinking which is valid if he was i totally get it would be a reason to drink yeah side note also the guy that did the coroner's report um in the letters he was accused like in some other letters he was accused of being a pedophile and having inappropriate relationships with children and that turned out to be true oh god okay And, like, there's just no telling, like, what was covered up in the police department or whatever. Because there's a lot of speculation, like, in the letters that comes out after Ron's death that, like, the police department was covering it up. And that, like, Mary and uh, Macy are, like, behind it. And, like, Paul Freshour, like, the um, brother-in-law, he, like, kind of believes that, like, maybe Mary and Macy, like, had him killed, maybe? (gasps) But, like, Mary was on her way to Florida. Yeah, I mean, but also that's one hell of an alibi. True, but you'd have to run him off the road and, like, ensure that... I mean, how could you know that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and that that was going to kill him? No, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, But they still believe that foul play was involved. And, like I said, Paul will eventually, like, place the blame on Mary and Macy, but we'll get there. Um, One of the letters that Ron had received also told him to, quote, kill Mary and Macy before they kill him. So. That is odd. That's where Paul's kind of like, no, nah, they might have they done that. I don't know. So, from here, the signs on the letters seem to kind of subside for a few years following Ron's death. Mm-hmm. So, things kind of die down. It's not, I don't know, not as big of a deal. So, but in February of 1983, um, Mary's driving her normal bus route. And depending on your sources, she may or may not have had children in the bus. I don't really know for sure. Okay. So, keep in mind, she had just driven the same bus route that morning. Mm-hmm. And there were no signs. There was no nothing. She was just vibing. She took those kids to school. That was that. Uh, after school, she sees so many vulgar signs that involve claims about her child, daughter, and supposed pedophile and alleged lover, Gordon Macy. Like, and Mary is fucking had it. She's pissed. She comes across one that is particularly bad. Like, they wouldn't even repeat it on Morbid, so I'm not even sure what it said. And, like, I couldn't find it on the internet, so I'm not even sure what this sign said. But, like, it was the last one kind of on her bus route. It was, like, like a street over from where her husband had died. Like, it was just a... In a she was 
pissed. I can understand that. Yeah, she fucking throws that bus in park. She's mad as hell. She runs over that sign. She rips that bitch down. And like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Like, just in the moment, I get it. I feel that. So after this, she discovers that there's a small box behind that sign with some string coming out of it. And like, the string is attached to the sign. And she's like, that's kind of weird. So she's like, but I got to pick up more kids or whatever. So she just like grabs all the shit, tosses it on the bus and like goes home or whatever she does. Mm -hmm. So back at home... She tears open in the box, and inside of it, there's a loaded gun. (laughs) Okay. And a piece of string that is tied around the trigger and is attached to the sign, and she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. I would like to make a PSA. They made the same PSA on Morbid, but if you ever come across a box like this, you immediately take it to the police. You do not open that shit. I don't even know if you pick it up and take it to the police. I think you just call them and have them come look at it, because you don't know what the fuck is in that box. Could be a bomb. Jesus. So, do not do not do this. Anyways, she immediately takes it to the police after this, and they confirm her suspicion that the gun was supposed to go off whenever she pulled the sign down, and, like, since the sign was sitting at, like, head and shoulder <gasps> height, it should have killed her. But, oh, like, it malfunctioned, so and, like, it didn't kill her. Oh, my God. Yes. It... it ah! So, police determined that, yes, while, um... While it had been poorly filed off, the serial number was still recognizable with their special police technology. So, do you want to guess who the gun is registered to? Paul. Wow, look at you. So, it's actually registered to a co-worker of Paul Freshour, <gasps> who said he sold the gun to Paul for $35, which today is about $100. That was neat. That was a neat little party trick you did. So, cut to Paul being like, that gun was stolen by a family member some time ago, and I haven't felt like reporting it because I didn't want to deal with you people, the police, and I'm pretty sure a family member took it. I don't think so, buddy. (laughs) So, Paul's like, yeah, it was my gun. Um, But I, it's my gun, but I did not rig the booby trap to kill my ex-sister-in-law because at this point, Ron's sister, Karen, and Paul had gone through a nasty divorce because she claimed that Paul was very physically and, like, emotionally abusive. And somehow he ended up with, like, all of her kids. He got to keep the house. (gasps) All the kids lived with him and she had, like, nothing after the divorce. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, but, like, Paul, I assume, thought that Mary was responsible for his brother's death. Well, it's his brother-in-law's death. But, yeah. Still. Fair. Yeah, that's kind of the idea is that he thought he was responsible for it and, like, was gonna kill her. Yeah. Jesus, continue. But wait, there's more. So, Karen, the ex-wife, sister-in-law, whatever, comes- it's Ron's sister is who Karen is. So she comes forward and she's like, yeah, Paul is indeed the Circleville letter writer. (gasps) Hold on. She claims that she found a torn up envelope and like letter in the toilet and like after she fished it out she could make out the word Gillespie written in the block style like the Circleville had become accustomed to. So naturally she snoops around like what the fuck else are you gonna do and she finds way more letters and she's like oh shit it's Paul and like I guess at that time she didn't say anything to anybody. And the police are like so can we see those letters you found and she's like absolutely not I threw them away. She's threw them away feels sus yes but it also kind of makes sense she was a ride or die and then after they like split up she was like no fuck him no but it makes well yeah that but also like it makes sense that like 
Paul was writing the letters because it seems like a lot of them were like trying to warn Ron. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Save your thoughts. So, okay. This is like all the police need to haul Paul's ass down in for questioning. That makes sense. They're yeah. like, listen to this. They're like, we need a handwriting comparison. So, basically, normally when you do a handwriting comparison, like, they read, like, a sentence to you. Like, let's say it's, like, yeah. a sentence from the letter. And you write down the sentence that's been dictated to you. And then you see if the handwriting matches, like, whatever source material they have. Yeah. But you, as the writer, doing the handwriting comparison thing, do not get to see what the other looks like. Yeah. Basically, the police walk into this interrogation room and they're like, Paul, look at the letters. I need you to copy these exactly how they were written. Like, that's not... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's not, not good. That's not... No, yeah, you can't do that. So, like, some of the stuff was dictated to him, but, the, like, the letters were just, like, sitting out on the table where he could see them and, like, bada-bing, bada-boom, Paul's in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure we all saw that coming from a mile away. Shocked. Color me so, surprised. Right. So from here, we're going to jump to Paul's trial for attempted murder. And I agree with Ella Marie Marsh on the Disappeared podcast, Obsessed with Disappeared podcast. Um, I think that you shouldn't be tried for attempted murder. I think you should just be tried for murder. It's not our fault that, like, you failed at the task you were trying to do. Your task, your intention was still yeah. murder. You meant to kill somebody. You should be tried you, as such. They I just got lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Attempted murder should not be a thing. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Anyways. Um, Paul's charged with the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie, and the judge allows, like, 38, 39 of those letters into evidence. Jeez. Basically, like, confirming that he's the letter writer, but, like, not at the same time. I don't know. So... Handwriting samples, like, from Paul's job, like, where he worked at a brewery in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. So he could write the letters possibly by night in Circleville and drop them off in the morning from Columbus. I do. Why? Do we ever get the answer to why he hates, uh, Superintendent Old Boy so much? No. Oh, okay. Word. He just hates him. Okay. If the allegations of him being a pedophile are true, that's a good enough reason for me. But I if, agree, but no one did an investigation. But if they're that, not so true, then I would like to know why the hatred. <laughs> and <laughs> like if, the, if they're not true, why did you decide to traumatize a child like that? Jesus a whole Christ. city. A whole town of people. So, Anyways. like I said, the handwriting samples from Paul's job uh, were also entered into evidence. And, like, a handwriting expert, question mark, deemed that the person who wrote the signs, letters, and postage was all the same person. And he thought that person was Paul. Okay. Um, Paul's boss also testified during his trial that he had taken a personal personal day off the same day that Mary had found those signs. That doesn't look good. That's not looking great for That's Paul. That's not... Paul, it doesn't look good. Now, Paul claims, like, in, like, news articles and stuff and, like, to Unsolved Mysteries that he had taken that day off work because he's having, like, work done on his house and then he had an alibi for, like, most of the day. But he didn't testify in court. And so he says that, like, he was convicted, like, he was found guilty because, like, the jury didn't have the full story. I was like, why didn't you testify then? 
Yeah. Anyways, he receives a maximum sentence for attempted murder of 7 to 25 years. So, Paul's off to prison and everybody's like, gee, glad this is over. LOL. <laughs> it's not, is it? No, from here, the letters continue to come in. Even Good. though Paul is in prison in Lima, or Lima, Ohio, which is like 200 miles away. Um, they continue to come in from like Columbus, Ohio, though. So, like, it's not him. I'm pretty maybe sure it's it is Lima. Him. Lima? I think okay. so. Yeah, Lima. If you're from right. Ohio, uh, let me know. Let us know. Yeah. So, um, they come, they continue to, like, be sent to the Circleville, Re- Circleville residence even after the sheriff, like, complains a shit ton to the warden and he's, like, put him in solitary confinement. So the warden ah! puts him in solitary confinement. They take away his pen and paper access. He's not allowed to send a receive mail. And if he does send a receive mail, it's, like, monitored. Like, everything is read that goes in and out. And, like, the letters continue to come. And, and the warden's Yo. like, Paul's not doing it. He's like, it's not Paul. <laughs> it's not Paul. I don't know what to tell you. It's not Paul. <laughs> like... I, I've done what I can do. <laughs> Paul himself even received a letter in jail. And that letter said... <laughs> Paul's now, writing himself. <laughs> right. So the letter said, quote, now when, are you going to be- now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they say they stay set up. Don't you listen at all? <laughs> Yo. Paul served, like, a full 10 years in prison. He was paroled. They didn't think, like, oh, maybe Paul didn't write the letters since they continued to come. <laughs> they left Never once were they, like, maybe it's not Paul. Yeah, and, like, the letters didn't stop until Paul was released from prison, which everybody thought was kind of weird. <laughs> That's just salt to the wound. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and um, the letters that were sent to Circleville post-Paul, like, while he's in jail, I guess. Uh, these letters claim that, like, Ron was murdered. Uh, it's the same old stuff about the superintendent and Mary, who at this time were dating. Well, that's <laughs> us. <laughs> the letters to Mary now told her that, like, she basically needed to run off with Massey since they ruined everybody's lives anyways. They just needed to get out of town. Get the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> so what if it was Paul? Up mm-hmm. until he went to jail, but then what if Karen, his ex-wife, was just feeling real spiteful and she was like, let's see what, what kind of damage I can do. It could be all of the above. <laughs> she, she was like, no, you took all my children? Okay. And my monies? Let's see what I can do. <laughs> so that's also a theory. So <laughs> Mary claims that she and Massey had like never had a relationship during the initial like beginning letters while her husband was alive or in the immediate years following his death. Okay. It wasn't like until sometime later that they were like going over the letters together because they continued and they just like one thing led to another and they were dating. Okay. It feels sus, but okay. Yeah. Also, again, I, in order to judge them, I really need to know if he's a pedophile or not. Mm-hmm. And I really need to know if she's sleeping with her daughter's rapist. Yeah. So that that very much my feelings for Mary. Yeah, that very much impacts how I feel about that. Apparently, <laughs> I think I think none of it was true. Okay. I, I, for, for her daughter's sake. I'm going to err on the side that it wasn't true. I, for her daughter's sake, I'm going to pray that while that is still traumatizing to see signs of that everywhere, Mm 
Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. I'm going to hope that it was not true. Right. Especially since so, her mom ended up dating that guy. Right. Yes. I'm going to pray that it was not true. Yeah. So a small piece of evidence saying that it might not have been Paul. Okay. Lay a fellow me. co-worker, like fellow bus driver lady, uh, she said that she had seen a large man with long br- blonde hair, quote, peeing next to a yellow uh, El Camino, where Mary said she had found the sign with the booby trap not too long before Mary drove by. Okay. So I'm going to assume Paul does not look like that. No, Paul looks like they said on one of my sources. I don't I want to maybe the casual criminal criminalist. He said that he looks like a life size version of like Mario, like from the game. <laughs> Very much not a tall blonde man. <laughs> it's funny. It made me laugh. It's me, a Mario. Yeah, I think it was the crim- casual criminalist. So you're good. Jeez. Good source. Um, So. She said it looked like this person could have been putting something in the ground, but then, like, pretended to pee, like, when the co-worker drove by. Mm-hmm. She's in her bus, so he knows that it's, like, a bus driver yeah. lady. And the defense at Paul's, like, case at the time, I guess they, like, maybe didn't know this piece of information, but they also definitely tried to point the finger at Karen, possibly, like, framing Paul for, like, attempted murder. Now. Look, I'm not going to say that it's out of the realm. I'm not either. Unsolved Mysteries decides that they're going to come to town. Oh, hold on. Let me find my um, unsolved. Because I, I want to read you the letter that they got. Is unsolved mysteries the TV they got show a letter? Got a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is this person? So that has the audacity. The audacity. So he's like, listen, we're gonna go over there and like do an episode on this Circleville thing. And they got a letter, and it says, "Forget Circleville." Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay the Circleville Rider. Okay. <laughs> so Unsolved Mysteries was like, no, nah, we've got, like, real money. Or, <laughs> fuck you. And so they just go out there anyways. Well, yeah. Um, it's valid. And... I don't know. They, like, do this investigation. Some sources say, like, from... He- I just wanted to mention that part about Unsolved Mysteries. I thought it was funny. Yeah. So, back to Karen. Um, Some sources say that Paul and Karen's son possibly stole Paul's gun so that Karen could, like, set Paul up for Mary's (gasps) murder. Or attempted Uh. murder since it failed, but, like, still. Because Paul said, I didn't report the gun missing because they thought a family member stole it. Okay. Could be his son, maybe? Yeah. Um, People in town said that it seemed like their son, like, backed Karen, but it was also, like, worth mentioning that, like, Karen felt that he was either her son or like her husband's her ex-husband's son and there was like no in between (laughs) so he probably picked his mom's side so he like wouldn't lose his relationship with his mom possibly yeah i mean is what like people talk about i guess and um he had like a known history of depression when he was growing up and like a lot of people like to talk about like possibly the guilt playing into like his depression since like he knew he put his dad in jail maybe okay he could also just have depression yeah, same. He could have also just had depression. These people have got way too much time on their hands in this town. Honestly. Um, but unfortunately, he did a trigger warning. He died by suicide. And I would like to take a moment. I said commit a su- committed suicide a few episodes ago, and that is harmful language, and I am correcting myself. We definitely say, like, died of or died by suicide. So, correcting myself. Okay. Um, 
48 hours though the tv show they came out and do an episode mm-hmm. they find an fbi specialist of sorts so that says the writer was most likely someone who is unintelligent that's debated <sighs> some people are like were they pretending Damn. to be unintelligent well like were they pretending to be that way or like not and like paul had a master's so it wasn't him if this person was actually dumb <laughs> 48 hours said this bitch dumb <laughs> dumb as hell um <laughs> So the thought is that the writer might have been a woman posing ah, as a man shit. and that someone else for sure had to have set up the booby trap because like, why would the writer risk being seen in the middle of the day setting up a booby trap? That's true. Yeah. Valid point. Um, they said they also they, 48 hours really said this, uh, this writer is dumb as hell. Uh, also yeah. it's probably a woman. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <a> bitch. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they also find like a separate i know right they also find like a separate handwriting analysis person mm-hmm. and they provide her like with like separate handwriting samples they don't tell her anything about the case and she's like so there's like a hundred markers that match between this and paul's handwriting oh specifically how he makes his threes they're almost like messed up twos and um his G's have this weird little squiggle. Okay, that so is there's interesting. Like, so I'm like, did he do it or did he not do it? I don't I, I don't know. I think him and Karen might have worked together on this one. And then I shit just got messy and she was like, <laughs> fuck around and find out, brother. See, I don't, maybe. Because, like, rumor also has it, like, according to one of Paul's daughters that, like, and these aren't in my notes, I didn't write it down, but um, basically, like, she was supposed to be out with some friends one day. She popped in real fast to, like, pick up a change of clothes. And she found her older sister, or maybe her younger sister, one of her sisters, there with her dad. And her dad's, like, shuffling all this shit around all of a sudden. And he's like, oh, you can't see what we're doing? And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, we're writing letters. And, like, it's the same block hand, st- hand like style and stuff. And he's like, we're writing letters in case I get convicted. And, like, that's what the story was. So they could keep sending... The daughter could keep, like, keep sending the letters. The other daughter that was helping him could keep sending the letters while he was in jail to make it look like it wasn't him. That's a theory. (laughs) And that's what this daughter claims, like, happened. Oh, shit. But the flip side of it (gasps) is that, like, Karen's brother drove a yellow El Camino. And her boyfriend at the time was said to be a man with long, like a large man with long blonde hair, double loop. Oh my god. None of that's ever proven though, or anything happens with that. And the letters stopped when Paul got out of prison, and he like claimed until his death that he had nothing to do with any of it. It is like, somebody in this... that goddamn family. <laughs> and, I, and I want to know who. <laughs> I need to know who. Spill the tea. <laughs> So, yeah, to this day, people still debate, like, the real identity of the Circleville writer. Like, they don't know who he was. Or I do she. think... They're not I 100% think, sure. I think Paul was involved in some capacity. I don't know what capacity, but I think he was involved in some. For sure. I agree with that. I just, like I said, don't know what, to what capacity. Yeah. So many questions. And I'm sure you guys can take, like, deeper dives on this stuff, like, through our sources and that sort of thing. But just, like, hello... Why do they hate the superintendent so much? I don't know. I have questions. See, and that's arguably, like, the hottest tea of all, is why this guy had beef. Or this girl, this person had beef. Like, it it makes some sense for the beef to be with, like, 
marry? No. Well, like, I mean, like, if she's, like, cheating on Karen's brother and, like, him and the brother-in-law are close, like, okay, like, maybe, like, he's got beef with her, whatever. Yeah. But, like, why does he have so much beef with the superintendent? And, again, if he really was sexually harassing his coworkers, that's valid to hate somebody. That's enough reason yeah. for me. No, it's a good for sure. reason. I mean, if he's having, sexually abusing a 12-year-old, I'm cool with you exposing it, him. Even... Even just, like, even if that's not true and it's just true that he's, like, harassing women that he works with, yeah, that's enough reason to hate somebody. That's Fair enough valid. reason for me to hate the guy. Cool. Yeah, I don't I like I just him. don't... I don't understand why some people were so flippant about the letters. Like, Mary. And woman. Why did, why did so many people get them? So many like, people. why are people around town getting them? All over the place. I mean, he just write letters left and right. I mean, who's got the time? I need a deathbed confession. I need a deathbed confession. Somebody tell me what the fuck is going on. I want to know. Paul, don't let me down. I kind of know what happened. Paul, unfortunately, has already passed away. Oh my god. He did not leave a deathbed confession. So. Yeah. That's kind of all we've got for you today, though. Okay, but uh, I do hope have you to enjoyed say, it. If he if he didn't like if he did send the letters and like the plan was to have one of his children continue to send them low-key pretty smart it didn't get him out of jail though yeah i mean didn't work it didn't work but like apparently most of his plans don't work it seems like things things were not going well unless he killed ron in which case that went a little too well (laughs) poor ron anyways Oh, I know. I just got the shit into the stick. Yeah, that sucks, dude. That sucks for his kids, too. Man, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Everybody involved, really. Wow. That brings us to the end. What an episode. <laughs> what Another an Thursday episode. Another gone by. Yep. This was that we did. Yep. We, we talked about some stuff today. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightmare fuel, for sure. None You're not of safe it anywhere, really. None of it was good. You're not safe at home. You're not safe in the woods. Not safe this, anywhere. This this was bad. Yeah. Was all we're, around. Having a, we're having a bad time. Yikes. So, you guys can catch us oh. on the social meds. Um, Jesus Christ. We will post the non-graphic pictures that pertain to the cases on our Instagram. And yes. like you said, last week we are starting up TikTok and YouTube videos. So, check us out yes. there for captions if you'd like to see them. And, um... Yeah, TikToks with facial expressions. So, yeah. <laughs> Me looking <laughs> like an absolute hobbit on a regular basis. Same. Jesus. All right. Well, we love you guys so much. Yeah, we love you guys. And I guess we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Rate and review. Bye. Follow us on the Oh, socials. yeah. Rate and review. Bye. Bye. <laughs>